All right, so welcome to this episode of Unlock. Um, so we're going to talk about why should leaders care about Web3. That's pretty much the um, essence of the entire series. But we're going to kick it off by putting a little bit of context. Now, if you're listening to this, you're probably either, yeah, you've heard about Web3, but you don't understand the hype, or you don't know what Web3 is, and um, this is this is the perfect podcast for you either way. So before we talk about Web3, let me talk about sort of the big trends that we've seen in um, technology up to date. So um, one of the bigger ones when computing sort of started was the client server. You had these big computers connected with a light client. Then there was a shift to the PC. Then it shifted to everything's on the internet and done through the browser. Then things went to the to mobile. Then there was the advent of the cloud where large um, servers were then made on sort of a pay-as-you-go. And I would say that in that sort of same vein, um, although with some notable differences, came blockchain and Web3. And I think one way to think about it is, you know, how and why were these shifts so big? And does Web3 and blockchain kind of like fit within that very broad pattern? So on the one hand, I would say that in each of those big phases, compute became more quote-unquote democratize. So it was cheaper or smaller or more accessible or more personal. And so that, that's one lens through which to see it. So for example, instead of a big server, it would have a personal computer. So that's more democratic. Everybody could have an actual uh, computer on their desk. And then when it went to mobile, it became smaller and more accessible. And that's also another form of a computer um, with sort of different mobile functions. Uh, Cloud similarly did the same thing with large server farms and big data centers. It became cheaper and smaller, more accessible. If you think about how AWS, for example, made it for anybody to like set up um, the equivalent of a large data center, but just pay by usage. Uh, The second thing is, as a result of each shift, oftentimes prior processes changed in very unexpected ways, but the result was more business value. And often that was usually something that was more efficient or easier for the end users. So similar things, when the PC became very prominent, there were a lot of changes in the way processes were done because you could have your your, uh, spreadsheet or computer program or whatever right in front of you. Similarly, the internet opened up a lot of efficiencies because people could be interconnected and just work off of a browser. Uh, The cloud streamlined a lot of enterprises by moving uh, sort of their um, fixed um, assets and data centers into the cloud, and they were able to do things that you couldn't do before that may have involved things like um, bursty compute. So there were ways to drive a lot more business value. What is also interesting about um, all of these is I think people are still trying to explore what those things are with Web3, and I think if you're listening to that, you're wondering that too. But that's an interesting point, is in each of those cases, while we're looking in the rearview mirror, uh, it becomes very clear, oh, of course, mobile created a lot of potential new value, Um, cloud did, the internet did. But in most of those cases, many people who are innovative leaders didn't think the transition was relevant. I mean, there were people who thought the PC, there's a famous quote somewhere out there that they thought maybe 10 people in the world would ever buy a PC, or many people thought the internet was just a fad, or the mobile phone was just a toy, or VMware said cloud, uh, which wasn't ever going to take off. So I think 
the third part is also the important part is when you're in the middle or you're approaching the transition, many people who are innovation leaders who are very familiar with the current technologies may still see things as irrelevant. So in each of these transitions, there did tend to be people who did lose and win in terms of how they navigate the transition. So the first class of those who won were the disruptors. They were natives of that new era. So there were some that went cloud native um, or internet native. So it could be like the SaaS providers like Salesforce disrupting it or mobile first applications which came on. Uh, Those tended to disrupt many of their other incumbents by just building for this new form factor and then this oftentimes disrupting the incumbents primarily by leveraging the new technology. And we're starting to see some of that emerge for the blockchain already, which you may not be familiar with if you're not heavily involved with it, is that there are many disruptors who are building things natively that could potentially disrupt things like in finance, as a good example. But the other ones who won were those who were leaders who learned about and leaned into the new technology for either their current company or, more importantly, for their next opportunity. So, for example, uh, somebody who might have been into the PC, some of them ended up seeing the internet as a big opportunity. So if their company, which was you know serving the traditional PC, didn't see it, uh, they would find their next uh, employment opportunity or they started a company that was internet friendly or internet first. And similar with the with these others in terms of people com- coming up with SaaS versions of what was on-premise or joining companies and they were familiar with the technology enough and brought their traditional background that it actually helped their career. So learning about something, even if you can't apply it with your current company, either because it's really not applicable or the leadership at your company doesn't really want to make those changes, um, it's still very beneficial to like work on it, even sort of a pilot or concept phase because it might open the doors for your next opportunity. Or your company does get behind it and you become a a leader within your company. So right now, there is an advantage to really just learning about it and and, and trying to understand and trying to get around this new paradigm. The first is the technology is, is fast growing, but it hasn't gone mainstream yet. So you can still be early. The second is um, you already have an existing business. You know it inside and out. And likely you've already gone through the digital transformation. Like we've already gone through internet, mobile, cloud. And that had a big digital transformation. And so some of the challenges had always been just how do you get to a digitized version of what you're doing. So blockchain and Web3 is going to continue that thread of digital, but it introduces some new concepts, which you may not be familiar with, but the hard part of getting digital um, is already there, meaning it's software-driven, um, and that leads to number three, which is you know, you're probably already familiar with things that people in the past eras didn't really know. Like These were things that people who are startup founders knew, but they hadn't gone mainstream, and so everything felt really slow, and it's hard to innovate. But now concepts like MVP, design sprints, and just really ready infrastructure, which is the case with the blockchain. Like You don't have to install anything really on your server if you wanted to just get started. It already exists, and you just plug right into it. 
those let you build and try things more quickly than in the past where people didn't know what an MVP was. In fact, you know, one of the big shifts for the internet was these huge, massive consulting firms would come in and take years to kind of like build a whole new digital version of things. And that kind of slowed people down in some cases. But now, People are more savvy, and we can often construct things through MVPs, design sprints, and existing infrastructure. So, this is sort of the introduction to the series. I hope to um, continue to like explore different ideas, and the benefit of listening to this is it'll help you to start to understand Web three blockchain and give you a framework and a structure for you to understand your own business about how to uh, get take advantage of this next shift in technology. All right, thanks for listening and hope to connect again with you soon. Bye now.